What's up, what's up, y'all? I'm your host with the most, so let's have a toast. Leader Johnson of the Foul Leader Sports Podcast, you are here, and we are here to talk about some eagle work. I mean, you know, we, we just got to get to it, because it's the Cowboys next, you know, in the next phase of things. The Eagles will face the Cowboys, and it's always a rivalry. The Eagles um, facing the Cowboys is um, always a knockdown drag. I mean, I don't care if the two teams are just where they at right now. <laughs> two, four, and one is the Eagles. Two and four is the Cowboys. Um, you're getting to so much. And and this NFC East is is just bad right now. It's horrible. One one and five Washington, one and six New York, uh, two and four Dallas, two four and one Eagles. And it, but if you look at the teams, I know New York lost to Quan Barkley, but really all the other teams have their players. You know, Dak is out, but they still have Andy Dalton and a lot of their weapons. Like Eagles are always depleted, and so I really feel like it's an unfair judgment of who the Eagles are and what they're doing. The Eagles will face the Cowboys on Sunday Night Football. Um, be there. It's going to be something to see. And it's, it's really, you know, seeing the Eagles play regardless is, is, is always a challenge and always interesting because they don't have what they need. They don't have their star running back. They don't have star receivers. They don't have a star offensive lineman. They don't have their star tight end. They don't have that. So, to even see them come out losing 30 to 28 to the Ravens. To see even they almost beat the Steelers but lost 38 to 29. They beat the Niners. Um of course the tide of the Bengals, of course the Rams, you know, the Washington mishaps, but ever since the Bengals missed the uh, tie it has been close games. You've seen so much fight in the Eagles only to give you unbelievable optimism that the Eagles could make a run with pieces coming back. And then Rosemond's on his trade prowl. We don't know what he's going to do. You know, you've heard John Ross III pop up in rumors. We don't know if that's the Eagles rumor, but he is a guy that they could get. But at the same time, they got these young guys. Okay, let's talk about the last game. Almost was a loss. But Carson Wentz, once again, he don't get the same credit he gets for when he messes up, though. That's why I just don't really follow the accurate criticism because they say, oh, this is the New York, or this is just a win. Like, it's a win, man. Like, y'all got to stop that. It's a win. And the crazy part is, now you're going to say, oh, when is a win? No, let's stop that. How, who does he have with him? Jalen Shepard was there. The starting quarterback, Daniel Jones, was there. There's no Saquon Barkley, but there's a Freeman. Um, they have people. They have players. Like I don't. They have the players. They came into the, except for Saquon Barkley. They have all their most of their weapons. They have the weapons to take the top off the Eagles. To be honest, because they got guys that have all worked with each other. They've been there. Sterling Shepard was there last year. And he's there now. He has six receptions, fifty nine yards. Okay. Let's just get to the 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 main thing of everything. Carson Wentz 
They had their defense, whether the Giants' defense is great or not. They had their most of the defensive starters. They had their, they were supposed to stop the, what weapons were they obviously scared of? It was, it was Boston Scott? Was it Travis Fulcom? Was it a hurt Deshaun Jackson? Because they clearly showed they had no respect for him, whoever that guy is. That, that you know, Madre, I don't know what his name is, man. He shouldn't be recognized. It shouldn't even be said who he is. Because I really just feel like that was unbelievable what happened. As we go into uh, Daniel Jones, 20 for 30, 187 yards, touchdowns, the 80 yard, and then he went down for the count. I mean, he's an impressive quarterback to me. He's just, he's just, it's time we're going to have to have, but Carson Wentz, 43 pass attempts. Let's go with that one. 359 yards. Averaging 8.3 yards per throw with the receivers. He got two touchdowns. He had the one exceptional court, three sacks. We're not, we're not surprised on sacks. Just saying, like, this offensive line is always a, like, what's going to happen? Boston Scott, once again, every time he gets in there, like, I think people forget about him. He's good being an all-purpose back. I think he's like a a, a baby, a poor man's Brian Westbrook. He's 46, he's small, he can run. 46 yards rushing. Um, and he had 46 yards receiving. That's, just to look at what he offered. That game, that's 92 all-purpose yards. I think they should have him returning kicks. I really do. Richard Rodgers had six catches for 85 yards. Flashback to time when he was a eight-touchdown guy for uh, Green Bay. Travis Fulcom, once again. And what I mean by that is, like, he started out kind of slow, then boom, here he came. John Hightower had a 59-yard catch. He's always showing. I mean, eventually, like, he's going to end up being a very productive eagle. Okay, Greg Ward, five catches, 42 yards, always solid. Reminds me of Greg Lewis. He really does. Him and Jason Avant, that's, that's what Ward reminds me of. You know, Jackson had three catches for 34 yards until, boom, got hurt. He's looking steady. He was. So now you look at what else happened with Philadelphia. Um Nathan Jerry, eight tackles. He had a sack. One quarterback hit. I think he's trying to get his stride together. If he does, he can, he could be here. I think the Eagles are giving him every opportunity. Alex Singleton, six tackles. McLeod has six tackles. Brandon Grant had four tackles. A sack and you know, two tackles for a loss. You had um, Trevor Cox with two tackles for a loss at the four tackles. Looking at Jalen Mills getting his interception with four tackles. He's always coming up huge. Cravon LeBlanc played solid. Uh, Sasan Ridgeway, half of the season, another eagle. It's just crazy. It's just real hard right now for this team to, Derrick Barnett had a sack, this team to really get strived because people get hurt. And you have to, we're, like, I don't, I just, I just don't get the, I don't get the criticism. You you have to really explain to me what do y'all who do y'all think Carson Wentz is? 
Obviously, Russell Wilson, none of these guys have dealt with what this guy has dealt with over a yearly span. Now, look at Russell. Russell, look at what he's doing. But he's always had his security blankets. He's always either had a defense or he had some receivers. Running back, something. You know, when the Legion of Boom and everything went down, you got to understand, like, he, Carroll had the guys for him. Whereas in Carson Wentz, he has to deal with straight practice squad guys and undrafted free agents and continuous injuries. It's different when you got an injury that's set and then, boom, you get a guy in there about. But no matter who's going in there, guys is coming out for Philly. And and this is talk about the offense. We don't talk about defense. That seriously, like look right now, Go, Goddard and Ertz are two weapons. And I know a lot of people was like, I mean, one time Skip Bellis was like, he said, well, Goddard is pretty good, you know, you know, didn't want to give Philly the credit. Like say they want to give Philly the credit that 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 he was playing with a bunch of guys that played uh, street football, basically, coming off the street, basically. To be sarcastically right. And now there is no... Richard Rodgers was just used as a tight end. Let me tell you right now. Let's go back again to see. It was Richard Rodgers, Travis Fulcom, and John Hightower. Let's see. Richard Rodgers was signed back again after injury to the tight end position. Travis Fulcom was brought in as an undrafted free agent. John Hightower was a rookie. Boston Scott was an undrafted free agent last year. So it was, uh, you know, Greg Ward was a drafted free agent, but he was on practice squad a couple of times. Jackson hurt. Now, where, where else are we going here? What are you trying to say about Carson Wentz got 359 yards out of that? 359 yards out of that, man. Are, are, we, are we actually sitting here saying that Carson Wentz is not an elite quarterback? This is not fair. Put Carson Wentz with Andy Reid right now. Put him with the Baltimore Ravens. What are we then? What are we talking about? But when he was at his best is when we had Torrey Smith and we had Alshon Jeffrey producing. We had Zach Ertz producing, Brent Selleck producing. There were guys on their offense, Legarrette Blunt producing, Corey Clement producing, Jay Jai producing. They were reliable guys too. You can throw the ball to him, Torrey Smith, Jeffrey, Ertz, just three to name a few. And then the quiet Brent Selleck. And then, I mean, you just had those guys. When you got a solid three, just a solid three that can get you over the hump, you're a different quarterback than guys who don't know you, don't know the offense, there's no training camp. Like, what type of training camp do you think you, you don't have? You have a short offseason, a short training camp, and you mean to tell me that this is the group you get. Jeffrey didn't practice. Jackson's not been in there. So you got, like, John, no preseason. So you got a rookie in there trying to learn. You got Travis Fulcom is a lifesaver. This guy is, he's one of the best receivers in football right now. Through the last three weeks, he has been that guy. Philadelphia's fighting. That's one thing they, they that's their number one strength, fight. They don't give up. I don't care what you think of them. They're going to be in there. They're going to they're gonna try. When they have a bad game, they go back, and their coaching staff has to just figure it out. I, I know I go at the coaching staff because there have been questionable plays. No question. They have to get better. But 
this is not their chosen chosen wep weapons of choice. This is not their weapons of choice. Like they have to find out where the strength is at. So now we go to Dallas. And we bring Dallas into the fold. We bring Dallas. Um, it's something to look at with Dallas. You still got Zeke Elliott. You got Mari Cooper. So it's, it's, it's real huge right now. Uh, if Miles Sanders is going to play for us, it's, it's all going to be real Sunday night football coming up. This is all going to be kind of crazy to think about. I'm all on this situation. Um, right now, the, the matchup predictors, the the guy, people, some people are saying Eagles. I think the Eagles. It's just because when you look at Dallas, Zeke Elliott is not going to be the guy to carry them. It, he just hasn't been, but he's always a guy. You got to be like, whoa, what's going on? You got you got to watch out. You definitely have to watch out because he could be uh, – this defensive line has to – everybody has to get on Zeke. You take Zeke down, it's different. Darius Slay has to be at his best. It's time for Darius Slay because you got Cooper now. This is what you got him for. Now it's Slay against Cooper. This is going to be huge, huge. C.D. Lamb is somebody to stop. So, Cravon LeBlanc or Avante Maddox. Definitely had to be ready. Nicole Roby Coleman, these guys had to be ready for assignments. Michael Gallup, these are some talented receivers on Dallas. They have to be ready. So this is time for the Darius Slay, Avante Maddox, Karan LeBlanc, Nicole Roby Coleman. These guys have this is this is the huge part of it. The defensive backs, because this is a talented group of receivers. CD Lamb's having an unbelievable rookie year. That is a very scary three. And it's Zach, it contributes to why Dak was having such a great season. I mean, them guys can play. So now you got Dalton. Dalton's not as scary as Dak, period. Not even close. Dalton don't run. Dak can run on his feet. So now when those guys start coming behind the Dallas offensive line, they're going to eat him alive. That. That's where it's going to happen. Defensive line, the, the Josh Sweat, the Derek Barnett, the Brandon Graham, the Fletcher Cox. Oh, those guys are about to get down. Like, it's no question. Javon Hargrave. These guys are about to get down. So we're going to see uh, this is it. And then and then on top of that, when you get a pass for us, the, 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 that's why the cornerbacks have to be on these corner uh, receivers. So if you got the pass rush coming from the defensive line and, and the cornerback's ready and giving pressure, it's going to be turnover city. It's going to be very hard. Dalton's going to have a hard time. Again. This will probably be the best defensive effort. This is what I'm predicting. This will be the best defensive effort out of this Philadelphia uh, defense. Because with Dalton, it just changes the whole dynamic of Dallas. I mean, they're going to be nasty in Philly. The Eagles are going to be nasty. 
So now, but we still have to listen. The receivers, or what I, Zeke and the receivers. I mean, you got to worry about Zeke. You got to worry about the receivers. I'm not worried about nothing about Dallas's defense except if Philadelphia's offense can show up. You just don't never know. And, and I'm serious because you can't predict it because these guys, come on, we're talking about a rookie, undrafted free agents. You don't know what's going to happen. They're going to go down, up. I mean, it, anything can happen. But to see them playing so good, like Volcom and Boston Scott, to have two guys like that come out. I mean, Philadelphia is not said enough of how good they go and get undrafted free agents. It's just, it's just not emphasized enough. I mean, just look at this team. This team, even though it's 2-4-1, and four and one, this team is running off of undrafted free agents. I got all the love in the world for the Eagles and what they're doing, you know, and how hard they're working. I mean, this is crazy to me. And I know people are saying, but the Eagles are the ones who should be the worst out of everybody. Every single key player except for Carson Wentz is getting hurt. Please knock on wood. Now knock on wood, man, because, I mean, Jesus. Everybody. And this is literally, this is the worst. This is the worst. It's never been this bad. It's never been this bad. Zach Ertz and Goddard gone early in the season. We didn't have a Goddard. Goddard is better than Brent Selleck. They, I mean, he's a weapon. To have both of them out, to, if we had both of those guys in, this would be a different course of, you know what I mean? It'd be different. Jeffrey's come in the season hurt before. But it's Jeffrey and Jackson? Early? Not getting on the field? Don't know when it's going to happen. I mean, when Jeffrey got hurt in the Super Bowl year, Torrey Smith was still there. We still had guys catching the ball from Ertz and Selleck. Still had guys catching the ball. Now you look at the Eagles now, um, the whole offensive line depleted. We can talk about who's been hurt. Jeffrey and Jackson. We know Jackson had his injuries last year, and it's continued this year. Jeffrey from last year to this year. It's continued. These guys just, I mean, but now along with them, the two tight ends and the offensive line, it's never happened in these last three years. This type of injury's never happened. Then your running back is out too? Come on. This, 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 this no, hasn't happened. Now Ridgeway out for the season. It's just crazy right now. So, um, right now, I think the key to the, who's going to hit the biggest game, I think it's Carson Wentz. Oh, and, and Travis Fulcom is, a, and then it's like, when is John Hightower? It's any day now. John Hightower has just been catching 50 yard catches, and he's trying to come to that point. If you want to talk about the Eagles and what I think the future will be, um, Folkham is like J.J. Arcega Whiteside. Listen, it's uh, – I'm going to put it like this. Like, it just seems like Whiteside might not be there. I mean, Folkham is 6'2". You know, uh, White, uh, Whiteside might be an inch taller, 6'3". But Folkham is better. He's just been producing. 
He's been taking all of, like, and I believe, I, I still believe in J.J. Arcega Whiteside. What I don't believe right now, just right now, is that he's going to be there next year. Because Hightower's showing what he can do, take the tops off of defenses. Jalen Ray got another injury. Oh, man, Jalen Ray got another injury. Very exciting rookie, and he's he's gone for some months. You got Rager, Hightower, and Fogum right now that look like the future type guys. I mean, I know Greg Ward Jr. is there, but he don't have the the, the athletic ability that those guys have. But I still think he could be here, but he just won't be one, two, three. Just a real, real important asset is... Just how good this team could be with those three. Because now Carson has Is Zach Ertz going to be here? I don't think Zach Ertz is here next year. That's another guy. It's going to be a revamp. It's going to be some money free. It's going to be some. Goddard is going to be that number one guy. And they can go and get whoever they want to get. Maybe Joshua Perkins. Another. Listen. So many injuries. Joshua Perkins can be right there next to Dallas Goddard. And the dude has proved it. You still got Boston Scott and Sanders. Two young guys with speed right there. Corey Clemens been ah, it's gonna be some guy, and I still think Elijah Holyfield needs to come in to give him a guy that can move the chains and it's hard to bring down, like Gilligar Blunt. They're just trying to still figure. You can just tell this coaching staff has been caught from with their pants down because you can see it. A lot of coaches are gone. Some some coaches are gone. Key coaches we know the Filipino Frank Wright left. Corey Unlin left. Big big uh, time guy, cornerback coach, secondary coach. Um. You got to understand when you look at the Eagles that, you know, the future looks bright. I mean, think about the offensive line. Jason Kelsey's still there. You know, Peters, man, we'll just see. I mean, he just always gets hurt. It's like it's never. Some of these guys, it's the last hurrah. Peters, Jeffries, um, Jackson. It's the last hurrah. They're always getting hurt. So it has to be a move on point. Dillard will be the starter next year. Uh, looking at Lane Johnson, there's a big, listen, let me tell you something. Um, Dillard's going to be with this team. Malata, the way he's playing, the future could be Kelsey, Johnson, Dillard, Malata, and Brooks. That could be it. That, that could be it for, like, next year, I could see that being the starters. Dillard could be a guard. Because if Malata's progressing like that and becoming a beast like he is, they need that next to Lane Johnson and put Dillard at the guard position where he can really blossom. And then you got Brandon Brooks right there next to Dillard. You got Lane Johnson next to Malata to you know, groom him, and you got a, um, Brooks next to Dillard with Kelsey. I think that's a great line. That's a great offensive line. Dillard's a very talented guy. Everybody, y'all go again. Jump to conclusions. Did y'all say the white side is just not getting used to the offense like everybody? He, he's a good, he's a good receiver. But Folkham, listen, that just happens. That happens. This is not like the offensive line though. It's not compared to these situations. The Dillard situation. Dillard's a, a talented guy. He has his, he's had his mishaps and he's look good also. He's a rookie. He's gonna be a Pro Bowler. You stick with him, he's a Pro Bowler. I said this thing. Why you let Sidney Jones go? Look what he's doing with Tennessee. 
Sidney Jones is a talent. But it was other guys they liked over him. It's just crazy right now looking at this team and, and, and nobody can see the great future. So we're looking at the Eagles, man, and, and I'm just trying to, you know, I, I want everybody to, you know, if you want to comment, let me know what you think. In the next Eagle podcast, I will answer your questions. This is a new thing I'm doing. Anybody want go ahead and uh, the message section. Uh, ask me about the Eagles, and the next time I will say your name, and I will answer your comment, all right? This is Leader Johnson, Foul Leader. To get more onto it, now, the knockdown drag out with Dallas, it's just that Folkham has to show up. I know it's pressure, right? <laughs> You're telling an undrafted rookie. But he has to. We need that. We need pressure on this secondary because Dallas don't have that. We need to eat this secondary up because Dallas secondary is weak, super weak. I'm just going to put it out there. So, Hightower, uh, Fogum, Boston Scott, anybody going out to catch the pass. Richard Rodgers, I'm just so glad. I just knew it. I knew when we had him before. I said, this guy had eight touchdowns one time. He had eight touchdowns with uh, Aaron Rodgers. He is a, a, a weapon. It's time to start putting him in there. He is. He was good against the Giants. It's time to keep on throwing this man the ball because th- we needed – that's the thing with Zach Ertz. We need Zach Ertz. And I don't think Zach Ertz's head is into this team no more. Personally. I, I think his head is not into this team. It's just he's not going to be an eagle, man. It's not going to be an eagle. It just don't look good. Ertz don't start off like this in no season. I ain't talking about injuries. It's real suspect out there. Ertz is not happy. That's just what it is. Ertz is not happy, man. Let's just put everything on the table. Let's stop all this. Oh, he could be struggling. Ertz is mentally out of the Eagles' locker room. Period, man. Jackson and Jeffrey are physically out. Ertz is mentally out. And then he gets hurt. Oh, man. Poor Carson Wentz caught in all these injuries and management turmoil. No quarterback is dealing with what he has to deal with. Not Patrick Mahomes, not Aaron Rodgers, not none of them. Who? Russell Wilson? Look at Russell Wilson now. All the years that he was going through, you know, the team wasn't the Legion of Boom no more. That He had receivers. They always gave him some weapons to keep on that team. And his guys are still there. Tyler Lockett. They drafted D.K. Metcalf. Okay, drafted running backs that stayed with the team, built with the team. But once again, you're in Philly, man. I mean, Russell Wilson was, I mean, this Philadelphia team, if you mess up a little bit in Philadelphia, it's not looking good. You know, if he would have just in Seattle or New England or Kansas City, nobody would be talking crazy about Carson Wentz. Nobody. And and what Philadelphia says reflects onto the other analysts. The other analysts will chime in with it. They will agree. They will co-sign with it. Oh, man, Carson Wentz. It's like, it's like, it's like hyping, hyping analysts up because now you're feeding off the energy of the Philadelphia fans and you give these analysts something to talk about. Oh, Carson Wentz is this and that, but they're not talk, you're not hearing about nothing else. 
all the years that Darren, Andy Dalton was doing what he was doing and, and Tony Romo, when he you never heard Dallas say anything, you know. Every once in a while you hear somebody chiming about Romo. Every once in a while you hear somebody chiming about Dalton. But if these guys were in Philly, oh, my God, they would be sliced. They wouldn't even be there that long. Marvin Lewis definitely wouldn't have been the coach that long. Oh, they would have got him out quick. Tony Romo would be out. The butt fumble would have killed his career. Like Mark Sanchez, the butt, that would have killed his career. And then Tony Romo did so many, so many mistakes that would have killed. He wouldn't have been able to make that many mistakes. Carson Wentz is not even allowed to make the mistakes that Tony Romo made. He can't even throw a touchdown. Without, well, he could have did a little better. He could have threw it about three seconds faster. Philadelphia is it's only going to make him. It's only going to make Carson Wentz better because he's that type of guy: religious, headstrong, faithful. You know, it's only going to make it better. Um, trade. I don't. I, uh, what do I think they should trade for? If you want me to be honest. One thing I don't I don't think is a receiver because I just think they got real good talent with Quez Watkins and John Hightower and Jalen Rager and Fogum. If if you can get a receiver that really can change the game, I'm talking about if you get a receiver, it gotta be like AJ Green. I don't want no guy that's producing, he's a second rate receiver, he's an okay guy, you know. No. I want a pro bowler that's like a star receiver. You don't get no star receiver, there's no trade. But what I think is the biggest thing they should get. Linebacker or cornerback? I mean, we got Sanders coming. We got some offensive guys coming back. And even if uh, Jeffrey and Jackson don't come back, you still got Hightower. I'm really excited about Hightower and Fogum right now because they still got speed and hands. And then you can put Greg Ward in there. Like, I'm really excited about what they can do right now, like right now impacting. But the the from the Nathan Jerry situation, and then I think you just need more takeaways be a cornerback because I like Avante Maddox. But he is small over there on their side. I just think that, that Sidney Jones release was a little too premature. Jalen Mills coming over there at cornerback is big. It's big on what I'm saying because the size of Maddox is a good player. But the size of Avante Maddox is always 5'9 cornerbacks. Then you got Mills and you got Slay. And so now it's like Cole Roby Coleman and Maddox and LeBlanc. Now it's different. And then you come with guys that can ultimately help at the safety position. We got to see if Craig James can do something. We got to see if um, you got Craig James... And Marcus Epps, they're out there in, in, in safety field. You know, I guess that's that's the way they're going. Then we also got to look at one thing. I really do think if you look at the linebackers, Duke Rowley, Alex Singleton, you know, with the exception of a Sean Bradley, whoever they might want to, Davion Taylor is, is available. But what you have to understand is that 
Nathan Jerry was a safety also, so I don't know if that will be a, a place they would want to put him back at to see if it's better there. But he was he was a safety. Like they're trying everything right now, and I just think that that you could just tell that there's an effort. Jalen Mills has always been productive. Whether you want to talk one of the top, I think he's definitely a top fifty cornerback in his league. I mean, he just proved to be such a tough football player, whether he's a pro bowler or not. He's a guy you want to, you can start as your second guy next to your first guy who's a star. That's why Slade needs to come on right now. Jalen Mills is showing he's tough. Whether he gets beat sometimes on, on, on passes or not. And that's going to be something to see what they do here. Maddox, LeBlanc, what are they going to do with these guys? Craig James, what are they going to do? Nicole Roby Coleman, who's going to be that guy? Because sometimes Mills can go back. I think they, they're they just obviously rotating Mills. So I think the Eagles are, are ready. Man, man, man. It has been a real long season, Eagle fans. But I'm just saying, let's, let's, just, let's just pull the brakes. This is where I want to go with it. I just think that now with you still got Deshaun Jackson. He's hurt, but he's not out for the season. Jeffrey's not out for the season. Sanders is not out for the season. Ertz is not out for the season. Goddard's not out for the season. Peter's not out for the season. Johnson's not out for the season. So we're talking about right now, the Eagles are seven games in. Here comes the second part of the season coming. Uh, let's just see where everybody goes. Um, looking at the four to six weeks for uh, Zach Ertz. Let's just notch it on four. This is seven season. That means by week 11 and 12, we should start seeing some people really battling back. And if the Eagles can 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 get this division coming to the playoffs, depends on how Jeffrey and Jackson are looking. How are they looking? How are Jeffries and Jackson looking? How's Goddard and Ertz looking? We're talking about, about the playoffs. If these guys are catching and being productive, and this that's just that's just those four. We're not even putting Sanders in there yet. Just those four. This team becomes different because you still got Fogum, you got all them guys in there that, that's been producing. Now they have the 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 scars and and and, and uh, they're battle tested. So now it's it's depth right there. Jalen Rager is coming back. By week eleven. We're going to see where this team... No, my, my fault. By the fourth, four more games, let's just let it go through. Let's go to 13th. Let's just see by the 13th game, let's just see where this team is at. And then I can start telling you, because the guys are coming back, man. This is not... He's out for the season. Guys are coming back. So, man, listen, this is Lita Johnson. Just wanted to update y'all. 
Um, also, NFL draft pick, who do I think they should get? If they can somehow get Micah Parsons, go get him. I, I, listen, trade. Keep everybody to you. I think, to me, Micah Parsons is the pick. Looking at this linebacker situation, nobody's standing out. I mean, you got guys with athletic talent that can be talented, but Micah Parsons will come in right away and impact his defense the way it's supposed to be. I don't give a care if it's a top five pick. And that's why I really hope Jackson and guys like Ertz come in and do their thing because you can trade those guys and draft picks for a Micah Parsons. You can you can trade Ertz, you can trade Jackson, you can trade Malik Jackson. I would. You got Javon Hargrave. That that's a lot of money on your defensive line. It's just time to go do it. And then you give them like four draft picks. I mean, listen, you don't need a bunch of draft picks now. You need an impact player. And I think if you give them four draft picks, listen, my first, second, and third round will be gone already. You want your fourth? Let's get the fourth. That's how good Michael Parsons is. The first four rounds, yeah, out of here. Zach Ertz, Deshaun Jackson, take them. Take them. And give me Michael Parsons. If they want Malik Jackson, give him Malik Jackson. Give me Michael Parsons. You got enough on the defensive line. You don't have nothing on the, as far as your, you know, try to get a, a not just Michael Parsons. Try to get like two picks from him. If you ain't got a first, you give them their first four. Well, look, give me a fifth, a sixth, and a seventh. And I'll rock with you all day. Or just give me a, a fifth and a sixth. See what picks they got. They got two fifths. Get two fifths and a seventh. You got to get something. Give me something. Because I'm lost now. I'm just getting Michael Parsons. I need draft picks. I think they can pull it off. I think getting Michael Parsons can happen for the Eagles. Things have to fall in place. But I think it I think Michael Parsons is that guy to go get. It'll change their whole team dynamic. It's a lot of guys coming up. Josh Sweat's coming up. Derrick Barnett, people need to give him more credit. Uh, Graham is still there. Cox is still there. Hargrave is there. You bring in certain guys like Parsons, and it makes it with Rodney McLeod, with you know Jalen Mills, with Darius Slay. It turns that defense to a totally different defense. I am, so I'm out. Um, great talking to y'all about these Eagles, man. I just think that with their record, I feel like it, it, can, it can be. You, you're looking at right now 2-4-1. All right, which you're looking at seven games. And so that means there's nine left. I think they can lose. It's a real tough stretch, and let's talk about that before Lita Johnson gets out. Let's talk about that stretch because I really wanted to break that down. Um, looking at their time now, you got the Cowboys, Giants, and Browns. They should ice that. They should come out of that with three wins. It should be 5-4-1. and one. Even though the Browns are this and that, if the Eagles are going to make a clear-cut run, 
they have to prove they can take them out. I know it's going because they're playing good this year. Browns are playing good. They play the Cowboys and the Giants again. That's that's two games that they're sharpening their fangs and they keep on doing it. Guys like Fogum and Scott got to keep producing. Uh, Hightower has to keep getting better. Ward has to keep producing. Okay, then you come to the Seahawks. This is going to be so super, super tough. We always go against them and we play them hard, but they're tough. This is a team that, you know, is producing. Russell Wilson's having the MVP year. It's going to be hard. Packers, Aaron Rodgers, he's playing like a man possessed because of that draft pick of them getting that quarterback. This man's playing possessed, and the Packers are good. The Saints, that's the three games. The Cardinals, as good as they have with Kyler Murray and Hawkins, they don't worry me. Like they, as, they don't worry me at all. But as in like they can't beat us if the Eagles are not on their game. But that's not a team that you look at to beat you. Eagles should take them. Then you got the Cowboys and Washington again. So I'm looking at three losses, three wins. That's five and seven. Right, but if the Eagles can win out on Cardinals, Cowboys, and Washington. It's 8-7-1. And I see them definitely taking a division. If they can somehow if they can somehow pull out one of those, the Seahawks, the Packers, the Saints, and still win out against Cardinals, Cowboys, and Washington, then you're talking about nine, six, and one. It looks very impressive. We're just looking at what do I, when do I decide? When do I think people come back? I think against the Packers is going to be that that one game where everybody could be. But then again, where it's like I think it could be even against the Seahawks. It could it could happen. Miles Sanders could be back. Um, Deshaun Jackson could be back. Jeffrey definitely could be back. He's been working his way back. We've been hearing about the progress. Goddard, Rager. But by the time next time they play the Cowboys, everybody should be in full gear. Everybody should be ready to go. Jackson, all of them. I think that's that's full gear mode against the Cowboys. If they can hold things off at least till the Saints. Because I think everybody could be back then too. It's three weeks left after that. So we're talking about the 13th you know, a week right here. We're talking about you know we're talking about the thirteenth game that they play against the Saints. After that, everybody should be, I mean, well geared. I mean, they should be ready to play. So we'll see how everything turns out, y'all. Thanks for tuning in to the Follow the Sports Podcast with your boy Leader Johnson. I will holler at y'all, man. Stay tuned. Watch this game coming up. It's going to be a knockdown drag out like always. Uh, follow me on Instagram. Follow me on Twitter. It's your boy, Lita Johnson.